When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted, as always, to be joined by Mr. Edward Hearn. Hello, Edward. Hello, Coogan. You um, taking a well-earned break there? Yes. Just uh, No, I didn't mean from the UK. I mean, ducking out of uh, parental responsibility. Yeah, my missus isn't there. We haven't just left the, the kids <laughs> to one day. But it's hard work at a pool looking after children. I didn't realise this, but it is, apparently. Yes. And, and what's the age? What's the ages? Eight, four, and eight months. Brutal. Brutal. Mm. As they start getting a little bit older, trust me, kids club, you know, in the end, you end up looking around the hotel like going, there's, there's a kid that you could play with. Go on, go and talk to them. Go and talk to them. And then you can just chill out. But you've got, to, you know, you've got another, the good news is good. You've only got about another seven or eight years. So just hang in there, mate. Thanks for the advice. Um, right, there's only one place to start, really. Um, what everyone's been talking about over the last few days. Did you bid for Chris Eubanks' microwave? <laughs> 60 grand, isn't it? Seems like unbelievable value. Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. No. Um, Ed, you obviously, after kind of Joshua... Great gag, by the way. That was brilliant. No, did. Yeah, it was. No, I thought No, it was. so, did you... Have you been working on that the last couple of days? I, when I get Eddie, what I'm going to do is I'm no. going to feel... No. No, I didn't do that. Um, after Fury, Joshua falling out, I suppose anything after that, you're kind of, okay, let's see what we have to do. No, it's just, listen, um, as I always say in our interviews, boxing just, you know, you get on a roll and then it kicks you in the nuts. You know, I looked at our run of events from... Warrington against Lara with Katie Taylor and Connor Bennett Headingley, then AJ, then Fowler against Smith, then Mikey Garcia, Italy and Spain in the middle of those as well. Just thought, let's just get through those without some bad news. And to be fair, we got through all of them. And then we got to the Dillian White fight. And then, you know, it just boxing just has a habit of that. Um, it's not like it doesn't become any less painful. It's just the way you deal with it. It's just the same in, in life. You know, when you take a few L's, you just get used to coming back stronger or not sulking in the corner and letting it break you down. 
Um, and it is what it is at the end of the day. I think that's the famous saying, isn't it? Which sort of helps you get through all shitty times. Is it is what it is. You have to deal with it um, and readjust and move on. But yeah, obviously, you know, if we, we're referring to the Dillian White fight, obviously it's a kick in the nuts, but we move on. And, you know, as I said, unfortunately, it's boxing. And you know, I saw your tweet last night. Oh, we didn't get Fury, AJ, Josh Taylor's out injured. Dillian White's off. This is unfortunately boxing, but you have to come back with, okay, Tiafimo against George Cambosa's locked in. Right now, we're going to add another show as well in December. Another really big show before Chisora Parker to come back. Like right now, we do this. And that's what you do. You just, you just keep coming back. When they knock you down, you keep building. And, and as those bricks fall off, you have to add more bricks in a time that those bricks are falling off, if that makes sense. Kind of did. Yeah. Kind of did. <laughs> You get what I'm saying though, right? So you've got a building. You're building an empire, right? And there's some geezer on the other side of the empire. That every time you put a brick in, he's going, boop, boop, right? But you've got to have more bricks faster than he can go, boop, boop. And if you get more bricks on faster than he can boop them off, then your empire will get built. That weirdly makes <laughs> the boop, boop, boop. That makes yes. sense. Yeah. Imagine that in your life, right? Imagine that. Forget the boxing business. Imagine that in life. You're trying to crack on, aren't you? You're trying to build. You're trying to get to your destination or whatever you're trying to be, whether that's happiness, whether that's success. And this, these are the foundations, your foundations of your life. And every now and again, might not be the little geezer on the high game, boop, but the bad news... You know, the, the knockbacks, the reject, whatever you want to call it, will just keep toppling your bricks over. If you don't get back on your feet building those bricks, then your kingdom will be down here because that bloke ain't going to work. Boop, boop, he's always there. He's always there. That's called bad news. That's called bad luck. That's how, no, that's just called life. All right? So understand this. Build your bricks because the book geezer ain't going nowhere. That bad news will always be there in different ways, in different environments, in different situations. So make sure that you're building your foundations and you don't stop. So when you get, you know, like I said, Warrington Lara at Ellen Road, AJ Usyk at Spurs, Fowler sold out, Mikey Garcia, Dillian White. What? Oh, is it right? Okay. Tiafimo Lopez against Cambosis. Let's add another show in the UK in December. Do you understand? I think I'll stop now. I think you should get what I'm saying. Could you just do the boop once more? Okay. There we go. Eddie, um, let's kind of address this. Obviously, I'm sure you would have kind of read like the comments online, etc. The timing of this injury for Dillian White, for the cynics out there, wasn't great because obviously you've got this situation regarding the, the pending situation regarding Tyson Fury, the mandatory, etc. But there are people out there that just think that that's what you're doing like there is no injury, you're kind of you're keeping Dillian White kind of for that situation. Can you can you explain or not? If, if we would have done that, if we would have done that, we would have done it three weeks ago. There is no value. Dillian White has been paying. He's got four or five sparring partners out in Portugal. He's got full time camp running with all his team. We got this news about Tyson Fury three weeks ago, and we all talked about the news and. It was never discussed, oh, shall we pull out? But obviously, people are saying, why would you fight Otto Wilding when you're going to fight Tyson Fury? 
Dillian White made the decision to move forward with the fight. He was never going to pull out of the fight. He's been training since April, May for this fight. He's making a lot of money for this fight. It's a fight that he believes he can win. He doesn't ideally want to go into the Tyson Fury fight with just the Povetkin fight as his last fight. He wants to, you know, get activity. So that, that's not the case at all. There's no value. You know, this, this pullout hurts everybody. It hurts Dillian White. He spent time and money and effort in this camp. It hurts us, obviously. You know, it, it's, it, it was never part of the plan. Dillian White picked up a shoulder injury. I got the first call probably uh, Mikey Garcia week to say he's just going to have a couple of days off sparring. He's got a shoulder problem. We don't think it'll be an issue. No problem. He went back. He sparred, I think, once at the weekend. He sparred on the Monday. He had to stop after, I think it was seven or eight rounds on Monday, in pain, in a lot of pain. And you know Dillian, like, he's, he's, he's happy to go through that pain. He got consult, uh, consultation, he had his imaging done, and he couldn't buy it. And that's, that's the truth, and that's the reality of the situation. And I know Dimitri Salita and all these people, you know, are pissed off. But to be honest with you, like, you've got Dimitri Salita now writing to the WBC saying... You know, Otto Wiley must get his shot at Fury. It's like, mate, you were just a voluntary defence plucked out. You were 20th in the rankings. This was just a standard defence for Dillian White. So, and he was happy to take that defence. So there's there's nothing, there's no, you know, there's no um, mucking around on the injury at all. He's not fit to fight. That's the truth. And yes, you know, if he, if this was his last fight, you know, what, what would he have done? To be honest with you, he probably still pulled out because he's in pain. It's not like he can't, you know, it might break down after 11 rounds. He's in pain without training. So it's a no-brainer. And the doctors looked at it and said no. And obviously, you know, he's, he's going to fight Tyson Fury. So that's, that's something that he has to be considered. But it's not even what's coming after. He cannot physically fight next week. Um, and he did everything he could to try and, be in that ring but had to make the decision in fact he didn't even make the decision his doctors did um, just coming back to Dimitri Salita obviously he mm. believes that the fight between White and Wallin should be rescheduled mm. can you just make comment on that situation well that's, a, that's, a our, that's a our option only so I'm not ruling out that fight but obviously the WBC have also made their, you know, their, their statements to say that the interim world champion fights um, Tyson Fury. So we'll have to see, you know, there's a lot going on behind the scenes with the lawyers and stuff like that. But I would think that Dillian White's next fight will be Tyson Fury. But we'll have to see. I'm not ruling out the Wilding fight. That's a fight that's at our discretion to reschedule. I went back to Dimitri Salita. You know, Dimitri said, oh, you know, Michael Hunter will fight Otto Wilding. I said, what, in London next week? I said, well, I think he should fight. I said, no problem. He can fight Alan Babich. Alan Babich has come out and said, I will fight Otto Wilder next Saturday. No problem. But Dimitri looked at that fight and just said, look, why would we fight a guy that was 8-0 with eight calves? I said, well, you want to fight. So they chose not to accept that fight. It's, un it's hugely unlikely he'll be on that card. Um, and we'll have to see. I, I, it's very... This, it's, it's very... Talk about it's not good for Dillian. It's not good for us. It's, of course, not good for Otto Wilder. He's done a camp as well. But there's nothing, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. And we, we may look to reschedule a fight or we may look to give Otto Wilder another fight. It's not our responsibility, but we want to be fair at the same time. But unfortunately, 
when they come out with all these accusations, it doesn't really make you want to, uh, you know, help out with the process because they're, they're unfounded. But I understand his frustration. He could have boxed Alan Babich next week. He chose not to. We're not. We're not just going to put Alec, We're not just going to put Otto Wilding in a fight with a random person in London that, that has no relevance to the card or what we're doing. So we'll have to see what happens. See, Johnny Fisher put his name out there or not? Yeah, I, I think I think that was very brave of Johnny Fisher. Um, but we need to bring Johnny Fisher through in the right way as well. But Johnny Fisher sold nearly two thousand tickets out of his hand. It is unbelievable. The whole of Romford will be there next week. So, and he's got, he's got a decent enough fight without fighting Otto Wilden. That's not the progression that he needs. But he was just, this is such a massive night for Johnny Fisher with all the tickets he sold. He, he was, everybody, and this is another thing, you know, when, when you get put in a situation like that, you have to make a decision. You pull the show, right? Or you carry on with the nine fights that are on the card. And some good fights as well. And... As I said, it's not great for us. Financially, it's a disaster. But you can't let those fires down. One, because you've got, you, you're, you're obliged to give them activity. And two, you don't want to let them down. They've, they've been in camp. They've put time, money, effort into making that date. So people like Chantel Cameron, who's got a fight, a legacy fight, quite frankly. You know, unification, ring magazine belt. I want to see it. So even down to Yusuf Kamari against Castaneda. Craig Richards got a really tough fight. Babbage against Molina. Johnny Fisher sold 2,000 tickets. Jordan Thompson returns. Ellie Scott needs to be waiting to fight. You can't let these people down. So we proceed with the show. And, you know, Dillian, Dillian, who I expect to probably be out for, I don't know, weeks of rest rather than months of rest, should be back in the ring early next year as well. And, and hopefully that's against Tyson Fury. Does his injury have any impact on the mandatory situation uh, about with the WBC calling that because he's injured? No, 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 because obviously they've got this 30 days, which he's after the fight, which he's been, what, 10 or something? So he's got 20 days, so that's called. Dillian's going to rest. Um, I'm sure that it'll provide further uh, updates from his doctor, but it won't affect the date for any mandatory fight. So you wasn't close to pulling this show, Eddie, then you, you didn't ever contemplate actually. You, you, you contemplate it, yeah, for sure, you contemplate it. But you know, there, there's a couple of things to consider. We want shows, you know, on the on the design platform. We want to make sure that we give our fighters opportunities. There's some really good fights on the card. There's a lot of people that have trained very, very hard. There's a lot of people individually that have sold tickets. We were, I mean, someone else said, oh, I heard tickets weren't going very well. But tickets were absolutely fine. We're at nearly 11,000 for that show. Now, obviously, we're saying to people, you can still come or you can get a full refund from your, from your point of purchase. But obviously, individuals have sold tickets. It's not like, you know, like I say, Johnny Fisher, nearly 2,000. Ellie Scottney, Craig Richards, Yusuf Kamari, they're all in big, big defining fights. Chantel Cameron. So it's easy to walk away and just say, oh, sorry, guys, uh, you'll have to come back later in the year or maybe next year. That's not fair to the fighters. There's fights that I want to see. There's fights that need to take place. And it was more a decision. Ultimately, we can't do it with, without the backing of our broadcaster. Because if the zone would have said, no, we'll, we'll just leave the show and we'll just do another one in December, that, that's not what they're about. 
They want to protect the fighters. They want to support the fighters. And they want to provide shows on, on the schedule. Yes, it doesn't carry Dillian White. Now we're going to be moving forward, putting another show in the UK schedule that wasn't originally planned, um, that will go before Shazora Parker. And that's, that's how you bounce back, as I said. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Really? Where? When? Yep. No, where and when? Um, we'll announce the date in due course. Looks like it'll be early December. Um... And it's, it'll, it, we, we've got two huge cards to close the year, which is Aura Parker, and now we're going to add another one. Um, looks like early December, which we'll announce in due course. Okay, so... Hold uh, on one second. Uh, so, um, Chantel Cameron and Mary McGee now elevate to main event on that card? Yes. And then the rest of the card... Unless unless Otto Wilding wants to fight Alan Babbage. Well, that offer is still there. Well, it is, yeah. But, I mean, we've got just over a week to go. But Alan's ready. Eddie, just to uh, going back on the tickets for this, is there a deadline mm-hmm. when, if they want a refund that they have to apply by to get that refund? Uh, no, I don't believe so, no. I can confirm that with uh, the matching guys, but I believe it's before the, the event takes place. But, listen, if you're not coming, get your refund in. If you still come in, great. We'll see you there. We'll have a great night. But unfortunately, a lot of people said, well, could you um, discount the tickets? And, you know, I'm paying this, but I'd come if it was this. It's just impossible. It's a logistical admin nightmare. So it's just, look, this is, this is the situation. You're always entitled when the main event falls through, full refund, of course. And that's available to you guys. I'm sorry for any inconvenience. It's completely out of our hands. We're still going to have a great night at the O2. We hope you can join us there. Okay. Um, right. Let's talk about Mr. Anthony Joshua. Um, what is the situation regarding Anthony Joshua? Obviously, his gym visits to see various trainers in the US. What's the situation with Robert McCracken? I, mean, I think, you know, the speculation has been unbelievable, hasn't it? I mean, he came out with me to the States. He wanted to have a chill. He wanted to go and travel around. He wanted to see gyms. He wanted to speak to people. You know, he's a guy that loves to absorb knowledge. And he went to see a number of, of gyms and fighters and trainers. Um, it's not, you know, he hasn't split from Rob McCracken. He hasn't decided that he's going to join another trainer. I think he's just trying to learn, trying to look at his setup, trying to look at ways to improve. And he's, he's working. You know, I mean, he's out there putting the work in now every day, getting ready for the rematch. And I've never seen him so focused for a fight, for a rematch. And he just wants to get it 100% right. He knows he must win this fight. So, as I said, went to see, I mean, you see, you know, some put it out on social media, some didn't put it out, some didn't do interviews, but he's not hiding anything. Um, he was with me on the West Coast, then he went to Texas, now he's back home. So it's just, just a case of taking in information. 
Ed, are you saying that he's not then specifically looking, gone out to America to look for a new trainer to replace Robert? It, that that wasn't that wasn't the reason behind the trip. No, it wasn't like I'm going to America to find a new trainer. It was just I, I want to get away. I want some time away. He chilled out for a little bit. He went to a couple of gyms. He went to see obviously Canelo um, and and watch him spar, talk to him. Sat, met with Eddie Reynoso as you've seen. Charlo's, Ronnie Shields, you know, these guys. There was, there was a number of other gyms he went to as well. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily just to focus on, you know, meeting trainers. It was just going, it might be more to the, do with the setup and where he trains as well. You know, does he need a new environment to train in? Does he need a new energy, I suppose? Um, but he was also training out there. You know, he took a number of his training team with him. It's not like he's, you know, out there on his own. And... Just, just thinking on his feet, just working, just focused and, and, like I said, training now and just looking at ways to improve and make sure he wins a rematch. Ed, could it, could it, um, he also be exploring the possibility of just adding someone to the team? Like, I'm not saying alongside McCracken, could he be looking for someone to, to come in as well, to add to his yeah, team? Yeah, it's not, honestly, it's not. There's no... There's no there is absolutely no definitive like mindset or answer or whatever. It's just experiences. It's just looking at different gyms, looking at training, looking at, you know, where he could station himself, set himself. It doesn't mean, oh yeah, AJ's moving to America. It's not, but it's just, he, he's a very driven individual, right? So since this defeat, all he's thought about is how to win this rematch. And while he's got this downtime, this is the kind of individual AJ is. He's not partying. He's not going on holiday. He's not out enjoying himself. He just wants to get it right. So he's driven by that. And this, this whole experience is just learn, talking, you know, set up, gyms, environment, trainers, training. What, you know, what have I got to change to make sure I win this fight? And again, people love to criticise AJ, strangely. He's, he's focused, mate, and he's out there. He's grafting, he's grinding. He's making sure that he's in a position to win this fight and he won't leave any stone unturned to do that. Eddie, what is the latest with uh, the rematch with Alexander Usyk? Uh, in the development? Nothing. Um, Alex, Alex Krasuk, is, uh, I believe he's having a, a brief holiday and we said we'd catch up end of October, early November. We'll sit down and we'll plan the date and the uh, location for the rematch. Okay, but originally you said like uh, February, March. Are we looking more like March? March, yeah, Mar March. I think March is realistic, yeah, March, around March. And is UK still the front runner? I think so, yeah, I'd like to do it back in the UK. I mean, we, like I said, we've had approaches offers, it's a huge fight, and um, there'll be a lot of people wanting to stage it, but I would like to do it back in the UK. But everything's going well with that. You don't expect any kind of twists and turns in that? Absolutely not. You know, that they know their obligation. Team Usyk's very happy to take the rematch. You know, they're going to make a huge amount of money and they believe they're going to win the fight. Um, for AJ, there's no other fight. It's, I mean, uh, he's, he's seen comments from people and step aside this, step aside that, mate, absolutely not in a million years. He's fit. And while he's fit and strong and focused as he is, there's only one fight he's got his mind on. Okay. Um, let's move on to, uh, you've announced probably the 14th new date, not you, this is your first date. Yeah. Lopez and Cambosis will take place 
at the Hulu Theatre in uh, New York, Madison Square, on the 27th of November. Is it on, on? <laughs> it's on. I mean, it's only our first crack at the fight. Hopefully, we nail it in one. Do you know what I mean? Um, we were waiting for a long time to get this fight. Obviously, we made a big bid initially. We were trumped by a crazy bid, and obviously, that crazy bid never materialised. Um, so, we get given, if we're not given, we've got to pay for it, but we get blessed with the Tiafimo Cambosis fight promoted by Matrim, live on the zone around the world at Madison Square Garden in New York. And I can't wait. You know, this young man, you saw after the Mikey Garcia fight, those two, I mean, great energy. Great energy. This is what we want. We want young studs, young stallions facing off against each other. And we want great energy. We want, we want that edge. And Tiafimo's got edge. I mean, before we get on to Tiafimo and Haney, we got a lot of edge in Tiafimo and Cambosis. I mean, I remember seeing their first press where he started stripping off. And, and, you know, and I can't wait to promote that fight. It's a blessing to do that, and, and especially in New York. And um, that's, a, that's a tough fight. That's not an easy fight. And a lot has happened. It's been a long period of inactivity for Tiafimo Lopez. And don't rule George Cambosis out of that fight either. But if Tiafimo gets through and Devin can get through and hopefully we can get this Jojo Diaz fight made, that is the natural fight uh, for boxing, Tiafimo against Devin Haney. Yeah, absolutely. But what's the latest on Haney and Diaz? Speaking to their representatives um, of, of Jojo Diaz, we want to make the fight. We're doing everything we can to make the fight, but we need to get it done in the next few days. But we've made an offer, uh, actually a bigger offer now than he was getting to fight um, uh, Ryan Garcia. I can't see in a million years how he wouldn't take the fight, but anything could happen. But hopefully we can get that nailed in the next couple of days. But the date you're, sorry, the date you're looking for is the 4th of December. Correct, yeah. Where? What part of America? Vegas. Vegas. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, with um, obviously Catrell and uh, Josh Taylor, the injured Josh Taylor is now off that 18th. So, yeah, you're running free on the 18th now with your card. Yeah, we got a free, we got a free path on the 18th, which is great. You know, I'm obviously disappointed for uh, Josh Taylor and that, that was a big fight, which now has gone off the schedule. Um, but we're ready to go with a massive show. We will announce our card for December 18th next week. Tickets will go on sale um, in Manchester. Great card. As I said, we're going to be adding another UK show to the schedule as well, um, which will be announced next week as well. And, um, yeah, look forward to a huge night on December 18th. Ed, what, what area of the country will that extra show take place? Well, we've only just decided to do it, so we're working with venues at the moment. It's, it's a difficult period to nail a venue, to be honest with you. But um, wherever we can get the right spot, we will be at for early December, live on the zone in the UK. OK. Well, listen, I appreciate that you are uh, on holiday, Edward. I appreciate, I appreciate you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, next week, we've still got a fight week. And, uh, yeah, well, apart from, obviously, Dillian White... Uh, Business as usual. Yeah, listen, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good card. We got it not to have Dillian up, but it's a good card, good night of action. So we will see you fight week build up next week. And as I said, keep building those foundations.
Right, Eddie, thank you very much for talking to uh, IFL TV. Sorry if the connection has been a little bit scattered, but um, yeah, we'll catch up with you at, uh, in London next week. See you then. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.